Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. All right, Doug. Well, this is a first for us. And talk about partnering with some of the best in the industry. Absolutely. You know, I want to label today the bridge. Okay. When we think of bridges, what do we think of? We think of strength, integrity, Mm -hmm. trust, opportunity, right? Yeah. Well, as a manufacturer, who are we trying to reach? We're trying to reach that contractor. You got it. Well, without a bridge, okay, we're not going to see that opportunity. Love it. So our bridges are the wholesalers. Yeah. And we have a wholesaler in here today that we're going to talk to. And, you know, they have the word win in their name. They can't they, they, they can't do anything but be successful. I love it. But we are very fortunate to have them in here. And we're very fortunate to have them as one of our wholesalers who trust in our products and give that opportunity to our contractors out there. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. So welcome, Bruce Pillbeam and Thomas Ponting from Win Supply. Thank you very much. Appreciate being here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, let's get started and talk a little bit about your backgrounds. I would love if you guys could both give us an overview for the listeners of who you are and your current role right now at Wind Supply. Uh, Well, my name is Bruce Pilbeam. Uh, I am currently the uh, rough-in plumbing, PVF, and fire protection industry manager for Wind Supply. Uh, I have been with Wind for, well, 24 years, started in 1999 as a truck driver at Dayton Wynn Nelson. So um, after I got out of school, I worked for a little bit in a real job. uh, And then my brother called me and said, hey, we need a company president uh, trainee for Wind Supply. Uh, Would you like to come over? And I had worked there during high school. So uh, I knew the benefit and the great company that Wind Supply was or is. Uh, so I quit my high paying $12 an hour job, uh, and took a pay cut, uh, and, and started driving truck for $9 an hour and, uh, worked through being a truck driver, uh, worked at the, uh, in the, in the warehouse, uh, moved into inside sales, inside sales to office manager, office manager to vice president of, uh, uh, Dayton Wynn Nelson. And then, uh, about 2000 and six i moved over to our support services which is what we call most most people would call it corporate we call it support services because we support the local companies sure uh, and i started uh, in the purchasing department there and i was the buyer for od awesome at the distribution center uh, mondays were my od days yeah we had four <laughs> distribution centers at the time and <laughs> i had to make sure i hit the category discount the truckload discount and all the yeah. the different things so it took all day to buy od on monday so four po's all day uh and then maybe maybe four or five years after that you guys uh came to us with the uh, data the data alliance sure group, uh and we pioneered the uh vmi side uh, with od at our distribution center and then last four or five years I've been within our vendor relations department. So uh, I've had, had a very long uh, relationship with Odie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we, we're very thankful for the partnership. 
Um, and thanks for having us here today. Yeah, you got it. That's a great background. And what a great, I mean, getting into your role and your position today by having that um, experience in all those different things really give you probably a great perspective of how the business works and operates and how it used to operate and all the progress that has been made over the years too, I'm sure. Absolutely. I started there when we were, everything was on, uh, three-part forms. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and we've moved uh, and progressed for, for the last 24 years into a lot of automation sure. and, and getting leaner and meaner uh, yeah. at the local company. So it's it's been a really exciting uh, time yeah. with the company. For That's sure. fun. And sometimes you do have to take that look back to be like, man, we've, we've made a lot of progress. You know, sometimes when you feel like, oh, we can't keep up, but a lot of progress is made. It's pretty cool. Cool. All right. Hi, I'm Tom Ponting. So I'm the British shouting person on this podcast today. <laughs> uh, I've been with Win. well, I could check LinkedIn, but I think it's nine months, uh, so a lot newer. Uh, I used to work for a manufacturer uh, in the in the plumbing world and, uh, you know, got to know Bruce and, and the team up at Win, and just saw what an amazing company it is and end up uh, joining uh, to work in the vendor relations team. So get to meet great folks at Odie, and uh, prior to that, spent some time at General Electric and came over to the US about 12 years ago now. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really exciting. And to bring that background from the manufacturer side also gives another perspective into the industry and also into win. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love what Doug said, the bridge. It's the the ecosystem that is so important in this industry. The way that you started the, the manufacturing world. I love what you guys are doing with the amount of um, made in the USA, feeding out through to the, dist- the distributor wholesale channel the importance of the rep network and then sure. how that reps connect everything back with the importance of the contractor. And I think that's one thing that we're so focused on at win is how do you get that local alignment with that contractor and right. that they know exactly what all the ma- manufacturers are doing. And it's just a fantastic company that helps to, to drive that with great partners like Odie. Yeah, that's excellent. So Bruce, you've spent many years working in the plumbing industry. You know, what is one thing, uh, you know, that you'd say is the largest item that's changed and maybe something that's really stayed constant? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, one of the largest things that, uh, that I can see that we've, that's is the evolution of how the contractor wants to buy. Sure. Uh, so it used to be the plumber, the HVAC technician would come into the supply house every morning at seven o'clock and usually order about the same kind of kind of product. Sure. Fill their truck, go do their job. The next day, wash, rinse, repeat. Um, e-commerce is is making a huge impact on the on the business mm-hmm. um, and. The contractors that are coming in now are younger, uh, and they're a little bit more tech savvy. Sure. Um, the gone are the days of where a guy will come in on a two by four and he'll have you know I need <laughs> a ninety two ten wax ring and yes yeah. So uh, so that that's the biggest one of the biggest things is the, is the technology uh, has pushed the industry into a, a more um, efficient place. Sure. Uh, one of the things that has stayed the same um, is. The contractors that we have, um, sure. There's not as many people coming into the trades mm-hmm. as as uh, I would like to see. We don't see as many young people uh, coming in. So that that contractor that you're doing business with is might be the same contractor you've been doing business with for 20 years, and right. nothing, nothing's really changed right. on that side. So that's that's a constant that's 
concerning, but uh, I think we're starting to turn the corner on that. Yeah. I just read an article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday uh, where less people are going into the traditional four-year mm-hmm. college and more people are going into trade schools, which is great. It's awesome. Because we do have a dearth of, of qualified technicians in the field, right? which means they could get to command their wages at this point. Right. Um, you know, uh, and I think... I have some ideas on that. I don't know how deep you would like me to get into that piece uh, of, of why we got to that point. But it's nice that we're starting to see that, you know, more people are thinking of, you know, maybe college is not the right thing for me. Maybe an apprenticeship. Right. Maybe, you know, working with MCAA and, and learning the HVAC side of the, the trade or the, the, the PVF side of the trade is, is, is a way to go uh, because a lot of people don't necessarily want to work in an office or code or whatever it right, is. Right, absolutely. And and we need those people because uh, the trades is what makes the country run. Right, you absolutely. Know, if, you know, when there's a hurricane or an earthquake or something that goes wrong in some part of the world, what's the first thing that people need? Clean drinking water. Yeah. And that's what we do for people all day, every day, and people take that for granted, I think. They don't understand. Uh, so, you know, it's... To me, it's 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 the most important industry that we can that we have is is access to clean water, and we do that for people. Yeah, absolutely. It's a yep. great way to look mm-hmm. at it and great perspective. So let let's talk about that a little bit more, and let's talk about it from a, a win standpoint. You know, with that current environment and also the future, you know, possibility of the shortages. How you know are how is wind supply looking to support those initiatives around the trades? at the, you know, corporate level or the customer support level or even down to the local level? Well, we're involved with uh, many industry groups. Uh, I mentioned MCAA just a second ago. We're also in PHCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also in uh, ASA and all the subgroups of ASA, so sure. NCWA, SWA. Um, and we do a, uh, a lot of outreach with a, a few colleges, uh, Texas A&M, um, Kearney, Nebraska, that has a, a fantastic supply distribution uh, program. Um, personally, I've been uh, I've gone out to high schools. Sure. Uh, within the the Dayton, Ohio area, we're, we're headquartered in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, I've gone to quite a few high schools uh, and and talked to kids about the trade. Yeah. Um, actually, I met a young lady a few years ago that uh, was going to. Uh, go into the accounting side and I talked about wind supply and, and, and trades and she ended up uh, changing her major to a supply chain distribution major. Oh, cool. And then I got a call a couple of years later and said, do you remember talking to this young lady? He's like, yeah, well, she mentioned you in a, in an article uh, about somebody who changed her mind about the trades. So How I cool. Got a cool write up about that. So we, there's a lot of things that we do. Uh, we could definitely do more. Sure. We would love to partner with Odie in that aspect for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's an interesting thing I learned last week is uh, I was talking to one of the DCs with, with uh, an HVAC um, distribute, uh, vendor, and, and they said, hey, what, what do you do with this equipment when if you can't send it back? And, and I learned that we donate them to a lot of the trade schools, and yeah. that's something we work with quite a few vendors on to say, hey, do you want this back? No, just is there a trade school near you that you can partner? And we already have those partnerships. Yeah. I thought that was quite really interesting around it, but I think it's an aspect that, like, Bruce's background is – is there are so many great examples of people at Wind Supply that have started as a truck driver and now they're presidents or, and local owners sure. making local decisions at, at these um, 
locations across the country and it's, it's a fantastic story to kind of you know some of the the best career paths that, that the amount of people i've spoke to a win have done that and it's, it's amazing sort of american dream story right uh to go from truck driver to president of a 50 million dollar location supporting the trades in, in the aspect and every it's amazing the the culture that they drive with the hiring of this group of owners is unbelievable they're always coaching uh, always seeing sort of younger groups. How do you bring them through? How do they tell that story? You could be the next truck driver to president aspect. Right. And, and it, it, it's amazing to kind of see. So Those success, yeah. success stories for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about this a little bit, Tom. You know, what does Win Supply look for in, in a vendor partner on this manner? You know, do do you evaluate your partners? Do you look, you know, as you said, the partner with Odie, are there those that are out there that are doing a great job at it? You guys are definitely doing a great job, so I'll start with that. All so right, thank thanks. You. Uh, thanks for hosting <laughs> us here. Um, you, you know, it, it goes across the different gamuts, and I'll expand it more to maybe the the vendor partner, the rep, uh, the reps are such a big part of that um, ecosystem. But you know, the way that Wind Supply works with its service entities that support those local companies, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing. I think we call it support services. You might call it corporate. Sometimes mm-hmm. in the field, they call it corporate because I'm like. Or, you know, an aspect, we call it support services, and, and, and we're there to effectively support those local companies. Right. So the engagement, the data sharing that Odie does is fantastic. Like, when I'm on the, uh, the factory tour yesterday, and I'm like, well, how do you tie this into our planning? Like, well, we get all your data, and so that helps feed our planning. It is, right. is best in class. Um, and then when you feed that down that level, it's then the engagement at the local level with every single local company and having that reps, having that touch point. Right. I think the training is a, is a huge part of that because you have such a large breadth of product, making sure that every single local company knows that, knows that, knows what they're missing, that what they're stocking. And because what they're stocking is then helping that contractor have the right thing that they're buying. Sure. And I think that's just tying that entire, to use your term again, bridge is a fantastic way of looking at and helping us fill those voids in that bridge. Um, that we can help support so around it yeah uh, for would sure. you add anything to that uh, i think you, you hit on it uh, very well um we like uh, companies that um that, that treat us as a partner right uh, and and Odie definitely does that there's and tom used the the term best in class and i can't say that any better than than what he said because you guys are best in class uh you've always come to us with uh new products and you understand our model, which can be a little confusing. We, sure. We're an ownership model. So that when we say a local company president, that local company president has a significant ownership stake within his or her company. Uh, so they're a small business sure. and your rep network, you guys have top uh, best in class with rep networks who are also small business mm-hmm. owners. So that, uh, that relationship, that partnership uh, at the local level is what really drives the economic win- engine of wind supply and, and, and you guys understand that and, right. and work within, within within our model very well. And, yeah. and they effectively have, um, you know, they're working with the contractor what the contractor wants. They have autonomy right. to buy that. But the aspect of the partnership that I get to see coming in here with Windsupply and Odie is that you're leveraging both that very local level, making sure you're getting those relationships, working with contractors to know that, um, they're buying the right stuff, but also then going, well, it's stocked at Wind Supply. You can use yeah. the support services, the, the distribution network that we have that enables then both of us to win in the, in that marketplace. So sure. I think that's very unique in, in, in the way that you guys drive that. So I sure. appreciate it. So. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and you know, as a contractor for decades, I can tell you that my greatest source of information was always the wholesaler, okay? I could come in and I could get the blatant truth, all right? I could hear the good, the bad, the ugly, all right? And I would trust more in them sometimes than I would maybe an infomercial or maybe a rep because, you know, they're just giving me the everyday. They had they had skin in the game to give me the best products possible, but at the same time, they didn't want to let me down because I was a source that was continuous for them. So my question is, and this leads into off what you were saying, Thomas, is how do you keep that constant communication going with those contractors to know the needs of the industry and then all the changes that are happening mm -hmm. continuously? Yeah, I think it's a great question. It's not an easy question to answer. I mean, like mm -hmm. it's looking at it in so many different channels. I mean, from our view, the communication that we help get from great information that you have, getting it out to those local companies, know the important thing. New product launches are always a challenge no matter what manufacturer mm -hmm. you're working it through. Getting that down the field. Then it's the other side of stuff is that rep network is so important to know where to go, where to go target, which local companies is going to need that. And then flowing that through from the local company level so that they're educated. You know, this amazing facility that you've got here and making sure that our folks are trained so that they're then communicating that onto the contractor when they come in it is vital. And I, you know, there are small things, flyers, catalogs. Yep. The, it's mm -hmm. some of the, honestly, some of the old media things, like I'll joke about it, but in the industry that we're in, in the, in the wholesale world, the guys, often a contractor's coming in, you know, this, you sit there, you need a big order. The wholesaler goes back and pull it. And they're sitting there talking to the other counter guy. Mm -hmm. And what are they talking about? Yeah, they might be talking sports, but they talk about their jobs, what they're doing that day, what other jobs they got going. And there are countermats and various other things that's out there to help educate. And I think that's that ecosystem that can really help between what you guys are producing, what you're getting out and training, and then how do you feed that through to that person that's going to sit there for five to ten minutes and going to talk to that contractor about different things they've got going on that day and how they can help solve those problems. So. So, yeah. Is do that you, helpful? Do you folks, um, do you have events just for your contractors? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what type of events are those? Uh, the local companies do multiple different events. Uh, it could be as simple as a, a counter day where a rep comes in and, and they're featuring a new product and uh, they're doing a cookout or whatever. It could be they're going to ball games with the contractors. Uh, they, do, they do multiple things, but it's always built around a relationship piece uh first and then the products you know they come along with that and, mm -hmm. and partnering with with good good companies that have good products uh so there's there's multiple outreaches that, that the local companies do it's kind of hard to answer because it's 667 sure. individual <laughs> companies sure. and they all do things within their market a little different and that's the beauty of the model mm -hmm. uh so they know what what drives the needle and you know Tulsa a lot better than Bruce Billbeam in Dayton, Ohio does. So yeah. Chuck, mm -hmm. Chuck says, this is my contractor. This is what, you know, I'm sponsoring his ball, uh, his kids ball, ball team. Uh, we're doing a, uh, you know, a, a canned food drive here. And there's multiple things that we do. Yeah. It's one of the things I love about your company is the fact that you're not a cookie cutter. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys are custom all the way. And you just mentioned that. Okay. Yep. You adapt to, the environment that you're in at that moment in time. You're not doing something that you have success in California on 
and you're trying to adapt it into Alabama. Yeah, you, okay. you go and visit all the local companies, you'll see 700, 700 different ways to run a business. Sure. Yep. But yeah. they, the, the network they create, I think they uh, they call it a brotherhood sometimes. I, the aspect is they're constantly sharing ideas. So mm-hmm. whether uh, one of the local companies, I went to um, a customer appreciation uh, day. So it's kind of like a counter day, but it was just contractor appreciation. Come in and sure. they had a, a bunch of counters set up with different vendors. It was really cool. Um, walking around and they were giving out some free things, stamps and you know, they'll share that with, oh, this worked well for me, and then someone else will do it, and different examples. And, hey, how did you get all those vendors to stand that up in Dallas? And, like, <laughs> how did you even do that? Like, I'd love to do that in, you know, in, in Tulsa. And, you know, that I think that's what's really interesting is the ability for them to share those best practices and then build on it. But it's right. It doesn't work in every market, right? I sure. think yeah. whether you're in Boston and you go into the a ball game, that's what more contractors want to do versus the – Rodeo sponsoring, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. it's just different in the market. You know, yeah. I can't do a cookie cutter rodeo in in different places in the country. I'd love to do that, but it just it's yeah. not gonna work. So. Yeah, the Atlanta rodeo doesn't work. Doesn't out work. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bruce, you know, with such a wide range of products offered by Wind Supply, how do you stay updated on the latest trends and innovations for each one of the categories, and you know, and really provide that best solutions for your customer? Because I I can understand there's that. I've, I've grown up using it. I'm never going to switch, but also this, there's some really cool new things that are out there. So how do you balance between that? Well, new products are the lifeblood of our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned it earlier about there's less people coming into the trades. So the products that save time and right. effort for the contractors are the things that we want to help get out into the field and we really lean upon uh, the communication from from the vendors so we have a really close uh, relationship brian cerner's our national account manager for Odie. i speak to brian probably once a week sure uh and it could be anything from a five minute checkup what's going on or you know 20 minute 30 minute conversation of this is the thing that we're getting ready to do uh, and we're going to launch this product in six months voice of the customer, how do you see this? What what kind of things do, do you get feedback from from mm-hmm. the field? And to Doug's point earlier, my source of un- unvarnished truth when I worked at the local company was the contractor. He came to the wholesaler to hear what was going on. Right. Well, uh, that's where I got my information from was when, when a, a contractor would come in and say, this drain doesn't do this, and I wish it did that. Right, yeah. And then I would talk to my rep say, hey, this is a, con- a con- concern, uh, a pain point for my contractor. Uh, have you guys ever thought of having a product that does this? Or do you have a product that does this right. to alleviate that pain pain point? That just goes up another level now into the, the, where I'm at in my current position is, is uh, we hear those things, and I, it's a constant information sharing right. with, with our top vendor partners, uh, which Odie is one of. Uh, and, yeah, it's constant constant communication. What are you doing Where's this going? How do we? How do you see the market in, you know, five years from now? We're right. not we're not looking six months from now. We're looking no. five years from sure. now. Uh, and, and how do we get there? And how do we get better? Yeah, right. absolutely. And I, I think I'll build on that is the importance that I've seen with the reps that the rep agencies in this is there's such an important part of the ecosystem that we're in is we heavily rely on them driving that contractor engagement 
distributor engagement and having that connectivity mm-hmm. without without the reps and their I, I love the independence that they have because they can sometimes ask those difficult questions sure. around those products and say hey you know wh- wh- why are you sending this back what well, didn't work what didn't work about it right. and then we're having ability to have that capture of that question to go back and then redesign something and the innovation is so important here so yeah for sure and it's important for us as a manufacturer like we need to understand because there's different codes, there's different ways. And st- so all those things go into factors. And obviously, as we develop and design, we try to capture everything and try to make sure we put the best product out there. But, you know, not until it really gets into the field. And we do that as part of our process. We go and we get lots of voice of customer, but you never know. And so it's always good to have that kind of communication back and forth. And things on the same, you know, you think about what's going on with California and the changes they've had sure. in Colorado, and it's just spreading throughout the country with the different codes that they're bringing in. And then the more you can capture that and say, wait a minute, now we, for us, is then how do we change our distribution strategy? Because we can't just say, oh, we're going to go stock this product at every single local company that wins supply hat that this is not how our model is but our model allows that to be like well you can't stock that at the distribution center because you're not going to sell it sure <laughs> in colorado so don't and and you get that feedback because we only stock what effectively supports sure them from a distribution perspective feeds it down so that's really important is to make sure that 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 product mix that comes through from right. what the contractor actually needs is what we actually provide yeah for sure so one of the things that I like to always close out with is to talk about what do you, you know, see as your hopes and dreams for the trades in this industry as it progresses over the next 10, 15, 25 years? Um, you know, could you leave us with any final thoughts of what you hope to see in the future? Yeah, I think I echo what Bruce said earlier. I think we're seeing more and more of a younger generation and newer in career generation coming through and, and seeing just the huge opportunities that come through with the trades. Look, I, we've all had a plumber come out to our house. We know how much sure. it is to fix stuff. I think it's a great financial uh, opportunity. It's also another area to be, you can in the future be your own owner, be your own boss and drive your own schedule. And the, unca- the potential is uncapped. So I'd just love to see more of that. I'd love to see more innovation from uh, the industry, how they take sort of more labor saving um time saving for those contractors out so they can um focus on more jobs and sure. more. i think it's really important so i'm really excited about where the industry's going i think this year is going to be like any last three years is interesting in a different way yep um but we're still seeing it be you know a strong year in different markets um especially due to how diversified wind supply is um and you know we're just excited um, to continue to partner with Odie in such a great way. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Bruce, any thoughts on that? Uh, I would agree 100%. Um, more young people in the trades. Um, I wouldn't say we're a recession-proof industry, but we're recession-resistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have an aging infrastructure. You know, we talked a lot about plumbing today, but we're not just in plumbing. Sure. We're, we're, in, we're in multiple verticals, PVF, fire protection, electrical. With the, uh, with, with the grid needing to be changed... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, us moving from away from fossil fuels and more to uh, the electrical grid, even though that's, uh, you know, there's different ways to do that. Um, we're going to need people to, to, right. to go through that and, and redo all our infrastructure. So we have a lot of work for 30, 40 years in front of us. Right. Uh, and we need the people to do that. And so there, there can only be so much labor savings. You still need some labor. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, more, more people, uh, you guys, what you're doing, help, help getting that, uh, that, 
that message out to, to multiple people so they, they can think about that. Because um, we need to, uh, when, when you talk about a plumber, everybody thinks about the guy with his pants. Yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> Playing with poop. Yeah, yep. But that's mm-hmm. not, that's not, that's not no. that guy. Uh, I know um, multiple multimillionaire plumbers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and so uh, we need <laughs> to change that perception uh, out, out there with, with the, the kids that are coming up so they, they realize that, you know, there's, it's, it's an honorable yeah, and so uh, many family industry. names, isn't it? It's yeah. always like I, I, I was just sorry playing off Bruce to what you said earlier about things that change, haven't changed. Like there is gonna be a guy in a truck with a name on the back that related to it, and that's never gonna change. Sure. I mean, like you can talk about drones and all these other things with tech and AI, but at the end of the day, your water heater breaks. Uh, you need a new water heater. Right. And there's a guy that needs to know how to do that. And it's, right. it's going to happen every time. I mean, like, it's not going to change. And I think there's some really exciting things out there. But I, I'm also just excited for that and just to see those family names continue and the legacies that a lot of these companies have. And, you know, like we have here, generations of people that work at Wind Supply. And there's those generations of people that are going to continue that stuff at these. Yeah. Um, in the trade. So that that's something super exciting to see continuing. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know, Bruce, I want to applaud you for taking time to going into high schools. And I, we are a firm believer that, you know, it happens. The conversation starts at the dining room table in your schools, in your community. And if you can start to build that network and starting to get that message out, then it'll just continue to grow from there. So the more that we can, you know, get parents more comfortable talking about the trades with their kids, get uh, school counselors more comfortable talking about the trades and the options there. Uh, the more that we can at least bring awareness, you know, and it, yep. at least have an option. And that's a lot of what we're advocating for is providing that option to a lot of people um, that maybe didn't know about it, that it could be a good option for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I said earlier in the podcast that we need to be able to sell to contractors in the way they want to buy. Mm-hmm. We also need to be able to deliver that message to people in the way they need to consume it. Absolutely. Consumer be it, you know, social media, be it podcasting, uh, YouTube videos, whatever it is that gets people's uh, eyes to to the trades is, is what we need to do because, uh, you know, just while going into a high school is great and talking talking to kids, we were all kids once. It's like, yeah, that's I don't have to go to history. <laughs> uh, so you might touch one or two of them, sure. but, but the vast majority are, are playing on their phones. Well, maybe there's something we can do where they can gamification. Yeah, gamification. Yeah, and they can they can figure. You know, it's like oh, the trades. I'm Pretty fun. cool. Yeah. I like it. You know, well, if you're on TikTok or whatever, that's that's something. Hey, Odie is on TikTok. <laughs> oh wow! No, no TikTok. No TikTok. <laughs> you can uh, slight point. You can follow Wind Supply on all social media platforms except TikTok. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right. I, I do have one last question. If we got time, just for you guys. Oh yeah, you have a question for us? Yeah, flip it back. What do you think, um, Wind Supply or the wholesale community out there? Uh, I'm sure our local companies would love to know what can they do more for the contractors. You think out there to to kind of um, partner better. You know, being being an ex-contractor, I can tell you that the message that you've given us today is what contractors are looking for. We're looking for support, okay, unconditional support, all right? If we come in with a problem, don't push us off to the side, okay? If we come in and we want to share a good story with you, take that, consume it, and then build off of it, mm-hmm. all right? So I think Wind Supply does a really good job at balancing, hey, we're here for you when you need us, and we're happy to listen to you when you have successes. And then you continue to share those successes and you build on it, and it just makes all of us better. 
I mean, think about safety, for example. I mean, back back in my day, safety is like, all the hell with that. If you get bumped up a little bit, shake it off. You'll be fine. But the industry itself has become so much safer yeah. okay, because of product development. Mm-hmm. So that contractor, he's going to continue that generational thing. He's going to continue success if we give them the support that they need and we give them the ear to listen when they want to you know, say something. And I think you guys do a really good job at that. Yeah, so thanks. I appreciate you for it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. That's that's great feedback. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, have we said that, that my, some of my favorite stories, and I'll end with this from when, is one, you know, when I go to a location, talk to the counter person, uh, just the fantastic sort of engagement. You see a line of contractors and they're trying to help them solve problems. And then the other one, playing it to the social media side of things, is sure. I love it. I love to see because every one of our local companies has their own account. Whenever they post or something or you hear the story of, Hey, this contract, this this homeowner had a problem, had a leak, called up a wind supply local company. They were open at two a.m. Sure. Came in, got me the product I needed. That's the sort of stuff that I think helps the differentiator is to do that support of when that contractor needs it. Yeah, we can we can pivot to do some of those things, and um, and we're excited about it. So. You know, you also notice too. I'm not saying all of them get up at two a.m. <laughs> yeah, Here's the expectation: the, uh, cool wind supply at two a.m. in the morning. Cool, because I might like you know get a thing. But I would say there is a lot of. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fine. Call us at two a.m. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take the order, right? We'll take the order. It's how. Well, you, <laughs> you know, you you talked about your counter people too. It's you'll notice, and I think you should give accolades to those counter people who contractors are requesting when they come in to wait on them. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, um, I'll, I'll, not to get too far and too deep into a quick story here, but I, uh, I would say that what differentiates wind supply is our ownership model. Mm-hmm. So our give a damn is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and re- I'll, tr- I'll try to be succinct about this, but when I was working at a local company uh, 20 years ago, um, there was an excavator that was coming in when he was close to our building and he would always get the same thing. He'd get a roll half in, or he'd get a roll of three quarter K a meter bar, a meter pit, a meter lid, depending on where he was. Cause there was different, uh, different codes for different areas, but he would get about the same thing and he would pay cash and he would come in and he'd order that thing. His name was Cecil. He's a great guy. Uh, and then he would leave. Well, I noticed that, you know, the only thing he was buying from us was this. Yeah. So how do I, uh, what do I do as I, as I build a kit for, in the computer called Cecil. You type it in, boom, it's a copper yeah. meter yeah. bar. And I put it on the on the shelf. So when he called and said, hey, I need this, I was like, all right, Cecil, it's going to be $60, whatever it might be. He would come in and I just gave it to him. He's like, this is already ready? And I'm like, yeah, it's already ready. Yeah. Uh, and then, so he started calling me every couple of days. And we went from a, cu- a customer that was doing $500 worth of business in a month to a $3,000 customer mm. pretty quick because he's like, well, what else can you do for me? Cause nobody's ever pulled a, pulled an order <laughs> yeah. to have it ready for me. Cause, cause I'm, I'm he's paying he was, attention. He was going, he was, I was saving him time in his chair. Sure. Uh, and those are just little things that, you know, happen every day all the way, uh, all through all of wind supply. Our counter guys do that all the time. Cause they're, they're, they're paying attention. They're, yep. they're give a damn is more. Yep. Uh, because they do care about their contractor and saving them time and helping them out. So yeah. Like how many times have those counter guys saved the day where like and, and they're not you look at like time per transaction if you really were to look at this from a corporate experience. Sure. Some of those transactions are not earning money on that. I mean the person's come in and said, Hey, I need this new trap, I need this drain cover, it kind of goes with this house. Uh, do you know where I can have it? Well they're they're there to help find that solution. But their value is by solving that solution and being a solution provider. What's the local company that just won like local company year? What do they have? 
on their building. It's like, oh, the the, the yeah. problem fixers. Yeah, or the yeah. Solu- yeah. We we solve problems. We it's solve not, problems. It's on the Very entire cool. side of their building, and we're like, wow, because that's what they do. But they know that by solving that, hey, I need this one small can of solvent. This this thing and the cost per transaction is not going to, they know that's going to turn into those yeah. 3,000, sure. 50,000 sure. jobs. And the best day. part of that is, is then price becomes a secondary piece. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because the, the service that, that, so, you know, the, 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 the contractors who are service trained that just beating you up on price, those guys go to the wayside. And then the real partnerships, which is kind of what we we're talking about today, right. the overarching theme, the real partnership gets built there. Yep. Uh, and then, then we don't mind when you call us at two a.m. for a water. Heater. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the, the cheesecake factory needs hot water tomorrow. Uh, but we do. We do. I care. thought you were a cheesecake factory, and, and it wasn't like the hospital, like your grand, no. your grandmother's house. It was, you know, everybody wants a turtle cheesecake. That's there you go. It's Mother's Day in the cheesecake factory. Well, what you may not know is that Doug is a uh, worked on almost every cheesecake in America. Wow. Yeah, I know I that. That's why I threw that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to send him some cheesecake. <laughs> well, I want to thank you both for a great conversation today. I really appreciate your time and your insight. And uh, we uh, look forward to many, many more years with Wind Supply and look forward to a greater partnership with you. So thank you both. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Fix. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at thefix@od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.